Okay. All right. That's it. Let's go. They're just ambitious women networking. While some other women aspire to get burkin', while some other women hit the club to get twerking, educated women know that it's a bit irking. Whether you be a woman or you be a male, you need to listen to Janina and Shalia L. Cause if you know, like I know, ain't nothing better than the Billy John. Authenticity is something that they really on. <laughs> this is the John, a podcast. I love y'all. Be forward. Welcome to the Joiner Podcast. I'm your host, Shalia. And your host, Janina. And today, y'all, we got Vina from the Confession Corner here with us today. <laughs> Vina, Hi, y'all. Tell the listeners a little bit about you. Okay, so I will. I just want to say first and foremost, thank y'all so much for, like, having me on here. I appreciate it. Y'all have a dope ass. Can we cuss? I want to cuss. I have a dope ass podcast. I love, I love the premise of everything about it. I love how y'all present topics, how y'all have the conversations, and y'all create those just for listeners to be able to relate to them, and just, just a widespread of things. So I just want to give y'all, y'all flowers first and foremost, and just Thank my gratitude. You. Um, so yes, I'm Vina. Peace, everybody. I'm the mama and the host of the Confession Corner podcast, a podcast that exemplifies mental health, self-awareness, and self-actualization for young Black adults. So my podcast just really circulates around topics of mental health, but then also deeper topics such as like anger management, vulnerability, um, adult fr- adult friendships, how to maneuver within that. So um, it, it's it's an all-around interpersonal podcast that has depth within the conversations. And I usually just focus on different creatives, um, influencers, and artists within the DMV area. Okay, cool. We appreciate you for coming through. And you also yes. have a dope podcast that we enjoy. So we want to give you your flowers as well. I appreciate it. (laughs) So we're going to open with our words of affirmation. And today's affirmation says, always show up like you're meant to be there. Mm, I like that one. I like that. That part. No, for real. Um, (laughs) And this week's word of the week is accountability. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't wait to do this. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> when you're personally accountable, you take ownership of what happens as a result of your choices and actions. You mm-hmm. don't blame others or make excuses, and you do what you can to make amends when things go wrong. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I picked this word, well, honestly, I mean, it might sound corny, but a lot of times, in regards to our podcast, things that um, we need to do, I like things pop in my head. You know what I mean? Like, it's not really like I don't think hard or like in that moment. And also, I was listening to our episode on 216 The Blend today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about um, like friendships and stuff. So um, I chose accountability because sometimes it's hard for us and some people to take accountability uh, for things that we do or, you know, 
I think I think a lot of times the turmoil is like disappointment, you know, being disappointed in yourself a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes accountability accountability, like you can't escape that disappointment. Like, damn, I did fuck up. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Great word. Great word. I love that one. So we're going to check in. How are you ladies doing? Vina, you could start since you're our guest. How are you? How's everything going with you? I am am good. I want to say like out of a 10, I'm a good like 8.5, almost a 9. I think just a 9 because I'm eager for my birthday to come. My birthday is December 17th. So okay. I'm eager for everything that I've been planting within the past couple of months. Cause I took like a little hiatus from my personal like um, social media account. So I'm like, okay, well, oh, when I do come it. back, I got all these things to just, this is what I did when I was gone. And I usually like to do a cleanse around that time before I transition into like my solar return, because I do feel as if like there's so many things I could accomplish beforehand, just putting like the nail on the head. Like I'm, I'm really trying to get, everything accomplished and so far so good so i'm at like an 8.5 8 now i'm not at a 10 or a 9 like i said just because i just want my birthday to hurry up and come but then also it's cold it's so weird because i'm a december baby and i really do not like the cold i really <laughs> cold at all so i mean but I'm always accepting accepting of it because it's changed. The season's gonna have to change. We're gonna have to go through that time. But Wait, so you're a Sag? I surely am. I sure <laughs> didn't I do Sag last week? Yeah, How old are you gonna be on your birthday? I am going to be 26. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm gonna be 26. Girl, Everybody. Let me tell you <laughs> how I thought that you were. Because you're you're so mature in the topics that you speak on. I thought you were way older. Really? I knew she was young, but I didn't know how young. Really? Yeah, I, thought you, I thought you were in your 30s at least, not 26. Yeah. I, really? Not because you look 30. No, yeah, not, because, not because, I mean, you because black 30. women, you don't know. You don't know you how old know. somebody is. Yeah. You, somebody could be 50 or 26. You don't know. Right. <laughs> but like I said, because of the topics that you touch on and how yeah. you speak about things, Sad I just thought you Yeah. yeah. Thank you all so much. Yeah, yeah I'm a wave <laughs> yeah, You guys are waves a bit ahead of us in regards to emotional intelligence and self-awareness. Right. I, I mean, so that's one thing I will give Gen Z because they be like, you ain't fitting to walk all over me. No, you're right. not. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. What about you, Janina? How are you? Um, you know what? I think I like that number scaling thing. I think we probably should start doing that because I feel like a lot of our guests they've been doing it, like giving us their mm-hmm. numbers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So for this issue, yeah. cool. Maybe we should incorporate the numbers. Right. Um, out of scale of ten, I'm probably like an eight. I'm probably like an eight also. Okay. Um, I <laughs> I took myself off my my meds, but I don't think um. I don't think it was a good thing. So I still take it over Wait, again. you took yeah. yourself off, not your doctor? No, I put myself on. My doctor just, like, I just told my doctor about it a long time ago. And then they put a prescription in. But, um, yeah, I took myself off because I, mainly for the weight gain thing. Okay. But it's, it's kind of, like, codependent because the whole reason why I was, 
on it was so that I can, you know, like get a little more focused on doing things. But I don't think that, um, I don't think that it's helped, like being off, I don't think it's like been helpful in the areas that I need help with organization. But, you know, that was the only reason why I stopped taking it. But okay, I start taking it again. I, okay. I think I was off. Yeah, I probably stopped taking it for like two months, maybe. I don't know. I feel like it was longer than that, but I just recently started taking it again because I was like, I I need help. <laughs> Did you lose weight while you were off for them two months? I didn't lose weight because I never like worked out or anything. I mean, I didn't. I never. That's what I'm saying. Like, I never even like w- really went on my diet like I was supposed to because, again, like I said, I feel like the whole thing was like with me being focused or like not having my like anxiety thoughts spiral whatever like so i'm just gonna i did decide already that i'm just trying to join the gym and um after i drop my son off just go to the gym in the morning but the organization and the focus that i need is more important than i mean my weight gain i don't know particularly if it's i just know that's one of the side effects but i'm also not eating right and exercising so okay, okay. i was gonna say we'll play factors too yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. okay but um me let's go what am i i'm like a 7.58 um work has been a little crazy it is cold here in atlanta so that was like last night it went down to like 30 so that Whoa. was like real, yeah it was a lot last night it was cold like i had to crank the heat up but um for the most part everything else is good just uh, for some reason me working in the field that I am a lot of people are experiencing seasonal depression mm-hmm. so right now everything is like picking up picking up picking up so just gotta um yeah. jump in <laughs> and, and help people because I know how depression you- can be hmm. Are you still on a search for a therapist? I am still on a search for a therapist. I talked to like two and I just wasn't feeling them. So mm. you know how that is. <laughs> but yeah. I'm still on a search. <laughs> yeah, I'm still yeah. on a search. So and that's just with things thing. ramping up at work for your own yeah. mental health. Yeah. It's like you gotta try to get ahead. So the good thing about that is is that I have weekly supervision sessions with my supervisor. And when things are hectic, as far as work, I'm able to talk to her. She's able to give me some suggestions and things like that. But I do need my own personal therapist just to talk about personal stuff and not stuff that's related to work. But that's another thing, too. So many people are on waiting lists. Yeah. They don't even call you back. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. But it's going to come. It's going to come. So that's where I'm at with everything. All right. Oh, I like that, Joy. Nope, I don't like that join or prime time. What you got, Vina? Okay. So I have watched because when I do like work and I'm um at work or I do work at home, I watch like movies for like background noise. Like I'm not really yeah. paying too Me much too. attention. <laughs> I'm not paying too much attention, but at the same time, I'm like attentive. I'm like, oh wow, that you know, following the storyline and everything like that. But 
I like that, John. I like the new movie that came out with um, Jamie Foxx and uh, what is his name? Lord. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh my gosh, the uh, the burial. The burial. It was, it was such a good movie. It was long as hell, but it was. <laughs> it was it was a really good movie. And I like movies that take me to a place where I'm like, oh, I'm about to go research the rest of this. Like, you know, what else right. afterwards and this and the third. Um, but I like that John. Like that, it was a really good movie. I loved, mm-hmm. of course, Jamie Foxx acting. I'm glad to see that he's back and up and running in productions and in films and stuff like that. Um, just due to his previous health uh, concerns and everything. And just also seeing the whole basis of like how this lawyer took on this case that almost seemed impossible that wasn't really matching up to the cases that he usually did serve and just mm-hmm. the, the whole stepping away from the status quo type of thing and, and really making something work. I loved it. I love the theatrics of it. I love the approach to it. Um, also, what's her name? Uh, uh, Smollett. I forgot her first Journey. name. Journey. Journey. Yeah. Journey Smollett was in it, and I loved it. I always, I've loved her ever since, like Ease by Yeah, she's before. a great actress. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's mine right now. I watched it recently. I watched it twice actually this week, but I had watched it firsthand like last week or week before last. And I was like, let me revisit this again while okay. I work, and then also when I had some downtime. So yeah, okay, I gotta watch it. I'm out of the. Oh league. yeah. Yeah, it's on Amazon. Oh yeah, it was good. It's a it's a it's based off a true story. The lawyer that Jamie portrays was a real black lawyer, and this was what was this the nineties? Nineties. It was like early nineties. Yeah, it was like early nineties, kind of late eighties, right? Or maybe, or maybe mid nineties. I know they were showing um the OJ case, the OJ trial. Yeah. yeah, but it does expose. Um, you know, the systematic racism because a lot of people don't understand how it works. Um, mm-hmm. but systematic racism in the uh, funeral business, okay. Um, in small rural areas, so yeah, it was, okay. it was really good. Um, my husband actually watched it and he was he told me it was good or whatever. So, my oh, I like that John is a movie, it's, it's a TV miniseries. I never knew anything about this. It's called The Book of Negroes. I what never, and it has um, Ajane Ellis in it. Wasn't oh, wow. that out for Black History? I think this came was. out years ago, though. I never saw it. Oh, okay. The Book of Negroes came out like 2015. I watched it on wow. Tubi. Okay. I don't even usually watch Tubi, right? What happened was that my kids wanted to watch this movie. And when I looked it up to see where it was available, it was available. And I'm st- still a little irked because it showed online it was a paranormal, right? They said it was available on stars, right? And so I freaking enrolled in stars. And then afterwards, I realized it was available on Tubi for free. Oh, wow. <laughs> so when I went to Tubi, yeah. But so we watched it downstairs. Then when I went upstairs, whatever, I watched it. I put Tubi on. And then I saw Ajane Ellis. And I was like, what is this movie? Girl, it's like six, seven episodes. <laughs> but it's really good. She portrays this enslaved woman in the 1700s. Like, the mm-hmm. movie starts from her being captured in uh, Sierra Leone all the way to, like, she went to Nova Scotia. You know, like, it just was a lot. And it was really good. Um, and they have a lot of, it's a lot of stars in it. 
you you saw acrimony yeah I you know the that. husband the fine black guy the husband that plays the acrimony yeah. he plays yeah. her husband in that in in um the, the book of negroes okay and um it, like i said it was good i never even knew it existed i don't think it's a true story but i think it's similar to, it's similar to like roots where it's like based on truth things that happen but it was really good i like was up really late watching it Oh, wow. And it's on Tubi. It's on Tubi. I don't know if it's only on Tubi, though. But, okay. I mean, Tubi is free. It was completely free. Yeah, yeah, it was completely free. I, I really be I really be sleeping on Tubi, apparently. So but, the thing with Tubi is seeing a lot of ghetto, fabulous movies. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. But, but in, in essence, they have regular movies, too. Yeah. Like, like, movies that were out. But, yeah. Uh-huh. But this this it was the book it's called the book of negroes originally because there is a book called the book of negroes like like you said when you watch stuff and then you got to research and do whatever so there is a book called the book of negroes the intentions of the book of negroes is that when um the revolutionary war happened Mm -hmm. the british were um they were like recruiting black soldiers right Mm -hmm. and so the deal was that if the black soldiers fight for the British, then they get their freedom. Mm. And then a lot of them, they offered them um, opportunity to live in Nova Scotia. Oh, wow. And this, like I said, this is the 1700s. So, like, slavery is well in <laughs> happening in America. So, it shows all of that, like, the, the, the British and then, like, the Patriots and them fighting and all that, like, in New York City. It's like I said, it was really good. And then, um, but, you know, everything, like, a lot of times with Europeans is a setup. So they go to Nova Scotia, of course, like, it's, like, famine. So <laughs> so then they then they propose for people to go to Sierra Leone. So that's how a lot of, like, enslaved Africans got to Sierra Leone mm-hmm. after being enslaved in America. It's crazy. But it was that's really good. good. Yeah, God, it was. Check that out, too. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm really not good. really a TV watcher these days. Something about TV, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not watching. It doesn't hold. I can't sit there for hours and watch something. Maybe I'm. Well, like Bina said, I'll do it. I'll do yeah, it I'll while I'm doing something it. else. But See, I don't have that kind of job. I gotta oh, be right. like, yeah. focused. You know what I mean? So that's true. And then after listening to people all day, I just want peace and quiet at the end of the day. So that's that yeah, has yeah. a lot to do with it too. So I'm switching gears. I have a nope. I don't like that joint. Oh. So, so me being scrolling TikTok one day, I know y'all probably heard of it. The unbrush, the brush that's supposed to like detangle your hair really good. Have y'all heard of it? No? Okay. So that's mm-hmm. what I get for being on TikTok. <laughs> and now everything is like TikTok shop. So I see this brush and this brush is supposed to be like, this detangling brush and everybody. So is it the one it. that like it's like does it go underneath like your hair or something? No, it's like a brush on the back is open and it's supposed to like just detangle your hair wet, dry. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about though. Oh, yeah, I got that a long time ago. So I bought one, right? Mm-hmm. Immediately after I get an email from my bank. Your car has been compromised. We are canceling this card and sending you out a new one. No way. Yes. Yes. 
I'm sorry that what? Well, I'm glad that my bank yeah. was on top of it and that they right. canceled my car. You know what I mean? So I don't like that joint. I don't like the fact that I'm trying to support somebody and then y'all compromise my information. Cause like what were you what were you trying to do? You know what I mean? And so lesson but, learned again. But I don't be. know. I feel like I don't know what's going on more recently because like somebody tried to get into our Instagram and then Somebody was trying to get into my email, my hotmail email. And then also, this is weird because I had like the Starbucks app. And in the Starbucks app, I had like $3 or something from, I think, like an old gift card. Well, like somebody was able to use it. I was like, what? Do you have the same password on multiple things? I do. So that's why I know like that's a problem. Yeah. 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 I changed mine around. I mean, it's relatively kind of the same because I'll like modify it, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, it's not exactly the same. I know. I'm so bad. I think I'm about to just pay for one of those password managers. Yeah. (laughs) So thank God my bank was on top of it. You know what I mean? Because who knows what would happened to my little bit of money that they thought they was going to get, but it's still mine. I still work hard for it. You know what I mean? Right. So I hope the brush supposedly came today. I haven't been to my mailbox, but don't ask me to do no review, no nothing, because the answer is no, because you compromised my information. So I don't like that one. I don't like scammers. I oh my God. Them scammers <laughs> is vicious. I mean, they really, they really on top of it, especially around this time of the year too, because you know it's holiday season. Everybody's trying to get money and stuff right. like that. Black Friday right. too. So I said that I'm going to buy one of those reloadable gift cards and that's what I'll be using from there when, when I do online shopping. Because mm-hmm. I can't afford to be oh, now I gotta wait three days to get a new card uh. because the original bank that I have is in Philadelphia now I'm in Atlanta. I can't just go in there and be like, can I get a new card? You know what I mean? They gotta put it in the mail. So, it is what it is. I'm glad that was avoided. So, mm-hmm. we're going to get into this week's episode topic. This week's episode topic is achieving mental wellness before and maintaining while in a relationship. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. You ready? Okay, we'll jump right in, girl. I'm ready. Um, Basically, I'm always going to be an advocate for mental wellness and mental health um, because I am a social worker. But my thing is, especially when you are intertwining or becoming one with somebody and not so much of like marriage, but even inviting somebody into your space, you have to also be mindful that you're inviting them into your mental space as well. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important and imperative for people to do like a checklist of that and make sure that they're able to at least be grounded within their mental health and mental wellness, because if not, it could corrupt the relationship, the connection or whatever it is, uh, truly. And honestly, I'm a big believer in like, as we progress and as we move on, as we meet people, some things from those people are like embedded into us as we move along with our journey. So it's important to make sure that you're in some type of tip top shape before you even like intertwine yourself like I said before with somebody else because you never know what that impact can do to them but then also vice versa so I totally agree I agree it you know prior I've always 
had, I'm not going to say mental health issues, but experienced depression and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know until I became an adult and started getting into serious relationships where mm-hmm. I saw the impact of not handling your trauma, being depressed and allowing someone else to come in and like put you down and things like that. So if you're not well, then like you said, you could allow that person to bring you to a different level. Um, So I think it's very important that you take, you're taking care of your mental health, loving yourself, practicing your own self-love, your own self-care before you even try to even get into a relationship. Because if not, again, any little thing that that person says or does can just take you on a spiral. So I think it's definitely important. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I feel like um, I I guess in some instances a double-edged sword because depending on the individual that you're with, sometimes that person could actually like make you more aware of certain things that you do. Um, It just a lot of times depends on like your friendship with them. And Mm -hmm. I think people um, miss out on like creating your friendship as a foundation within the relationship. Like I know for me, it's a lot of things that I didn't realize. Like I didn't realize my anxiety was really what it was a lot of times. (laughs) Um, But like, I think now I'm realizing that like I've been in a couple of car accidents. I'm sorry. Yeah, it ain't my fault, but <laughs> but my anxiety is worse with driving. A lot of things that I do when you drive by yourself, right? You mm-hmm. drive by yourself. It's some things that you may do that you may not realize is not normal or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my husband is a truck driver. He likes to drive, but sometimes, like if we go on a trip and we have to drive long distances, like he needs help driving. You should never be an issue for me. But like recently we went somewhere and I was driving and I felt like I really couldn't see the line or whatever. I don't know. I think my vision was changing too. Plus I was anxious. So child, he was like, okay, pull over. (laughs) He said the wheel, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But um, again, you know, like I think a lot of times people i see it often and i'm sure like depending on your age right so like Mm -hmm. if you start dating somebody and you're only like 21 22 a lot of times you're not thinking oh this is somebody i'm I'm dating this person you know for the rest of my life blah 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 you're just like well this is somebody i like them you know we just kicking it oh but i feel like you also have to be you have to have like your third eye open all the time to right. kind of pick up on other people's shit, you know, because it is people just like somebody could recognize my shit. I could recognize somebody else's shit and they may not be open to like receiving that criticism. Like, oh, okay, well, I know that you do this and blah, 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 blah. If you're genuine and you come to them with that and they're not open to it, then I don't know if you could cultivate a healthy relationship with that person. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like things that you may see that's unhealthy for their mental mental well-being and they you know aren't open to like I feel I feel like a lot of that comes with maturity mm-hmm. you know sure does. because people maybe get maybe get defensive first 
Right. If you're like, well, why do you do this? Why do you do that? Like, you know. But it's the way to approach it that, like, I personally wouldn't say, why do you do this? Why do you do that? Yeah. Mostly I would get to know the person's background because trauma bonds are real. People definitely bond over trauma. And that is toxic. But again, it's the way you approach it. Learning about their family background, learning about their history. Janina, you know that because when you and I became friends, a lot of stuff you didn't understand about me until I told you about my background and my family history and all of that stuff. So learning about that. I'm just saying that just took a really long time. You get what I'm saying? Like it took a really long time for you to connect the dots. Right, and but I'm saying for- now that I know, that's how I would approach it. Because if you learn about somebody's family history, then it'll tell you a lot about why they do certain things and why they act certain ways. Yeah, but trauma bonds into- are toxic. <laughs> yeah, it floods into a lot because, and I, I want to make a good point, like based off what uh, Janina said about confronting somebody like if I see your shit, you gonna see my shit. And I really do say this. I'm now being more proud to say it or being more confident in saying it. I do believe that for me in my relationships, whether it's like friendships, um, romantic relationships or family relationships, I don't do it intentionally, but I understand that I'm a reflector. So that could all go into a different type of, um, a different type of like way of where like, okay, I'm reflecting something that, that I see in you and you may be like, well, I don't know. Like, for instance, one of my friends has a real bad like overthinking problem. Mm-hmm. And I like disclosed to her like, well, you know, it sounds like you're doing just regurgitating the things that she said or whatever the case may be. And I say, it sounds like, you know, you're like really frustrated or like, you know, you overthink a lot. And I wonder why that is. And she was like, well, that's just your opinion about it. And I'm like, okay. Exactly. Maybe it is my opinion and this and the third, but I'm just showing you what you're giving me. And I just want to know if you, if you're receptive to that. And, you know, usually she wasn't, but she had it come back and was like, you know, I did remember when you had told me that I do overthink a lot, you know, and I never tell anybody like, yeah, this is what you do, but just in the sense of giving it back to you and where you could comprehend it much better or you could see it and you're like, oh, well, maybe I do do this and you'll be able to pinpoint that out. Mind you, I'm not doing this intentionally. I am nobody's therapist. I can pay for it. So I'm not about to go ahead and like just do it free willingly, especially to my friends and like my romantic relationships. But I do understand that some people are not receptive to seeing their own shit. And it could, it could either put growth into the relationship or the friendship, but then it also mm-hmm. could like hinder dependent on how they take it, if they're receptive to it or not. Right. And especially um, just trauma bonds too. Like that's toxic. I know a lot of people, even myself, I've been in friendships or relationships or just situations where this thing had happened to both of us. And mm-hmm. I feel we feel like we're so connected because this thing had happened to both of us. You know what I'm saying? We never sat down and found out about each other. And I think that's what I'm learning now too, as I'm stepping into womanhood more, um, really finding out about people that I'm around. And even, especially like the men too in my life, because now I'm in a place where um, even with friendships or just partnerships or whatever, I'm very, very strict on how I'm, how 
I'm treated, but then also how our friendship is firsthand, you know, how our friendship is firsthand, how our connection is like, I don't want this to be a surface level type of connection. I just had to disconnect from one of uh, one of my uh, friends or well, former friends. And mm-hmm. I realized that the whole relationship or the friendship was just based off of like, you know, fluffy words and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Granted, they would show up once or twice, but for the majority of the friendship, I was showing up consistently. And that Mm -hmm. kind of made me feel some type of way. And when I addressed it, you know, they took it as like, they took it in stride. All right. Yeah. You know, I want to value this relationship and friendship. But then come a few weeks later a month, I'm still seeing the same stuff. And now I got to tell you ass, like, I got to tell you ass about yourself. And then now (laughs) you don't like it. And then now you're at this this distance, distance, distancing like stage in our friendship where it's like, I have to tell you uh, up front and I'm being more confident in that. This is not, this is not honoring this situation or friendship or whatever connection is not honoring who I am. And I really don't mm. feel like I am valued within this position. So I think it's best that I evaluate with like our situation, our friendship and move accordingly. It broke my heart a little bit, but I was like, dang, I got to do it because. No, that's, you know what? The- you are operating on a huge learning curve yeah. because that's something that like I didn't realize until I was like in my thirties, you know what I mean? But, um, but what I will say is due to your age, you will not find depth in everyone. Not everyone. You you will not find depth in everyone. Mm -hmm. You can have friends who, Everybody, like Shalia say this all the time. You just got to know who to go to for what. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I had people who, yeah, we could talk about housewives and, you know, other, this certain things all day long. You get what I'm saying? And then you have maybe a friend that y'all can talk about your tra- traumatic situations that happened to you or you may need some kind of like counseling. Like just like, you know, it just everybody's not for everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. (laughs) Everybody's just not for everything. You know what I mean. But I don't think all the time you have to dead things. Sometimes you just gotta fall back. Yeah, you gotta push distance in between it, especially and also with that specific individual. His mentality and like you said, I like how you said not everybody's gonna have that. You know, his mental. I feel as if he he was seen a therapist and he did tell me that he suffers from PTSD, you know, specifically mm. with like friendships and relationships because he did grow up in Baltimore. So um, just that back history. And he would tell me about the the family history and how he grew up in this, in the projects, this and the third. Mm-hmm. And um, I was receptive to it, you know, and I, it, it made a lot of sense, you know, mentally, um, it made a lot of sense as to why you cherish relationships and also have trust issues, you know what I'm saying, yeah. or friendships. And it, it kind of made some sense. But at the same time, I really am in a place where I take people for who they are, but then I also position myself where if I'm accepting of that or if I want how far they could get deep within uh, the relationship with me or friendship or whatever it is. So, yeah, yeah everybody has a different place in your life um and like Janina said like I think when I was in my 20s I felt like I had to do everything but again that that relates to trauma but mm-hmm. also we have to also realize that everybody is not capable 
And I say this all the time too. Everybody's not capable of what we expect them to do or expect them to be. So that's mm-hmm. why sometimes, yeah, you do have to take a step back, maybe let the person realize your value. Because sometimes when we're deep into it, people don't realize how valuable you are until you right. take a step back and you stop being what you are to that person. Then they realize like, damn, well, when she was here, she was this and she was that. And that allows them to appreciate you more. But um, the thing about mental health is that a lot of times people don't realize that they're not mentally well. So it oftentimes takes for someone, a loved one or a caring person to like point things out to them. And like, again, if they're receptive or they're not, because a lot of people look at therapy as a bad thing. They're They're not open to it. And so I don't use the word therapy a lot anymore especially with males, I'll just say counseling or talking to someone because a lot of people are like, well, I got my friends and my family. That's not the same. Your friends and your family often tell you what you want to hear. They're not giving you the real deal. They're not looking in from a different perspective and letting you know, like, you're wrong when you do this. You're not, you should apologize and stuff like that. So it's just the idea that people have about mental health and have about therapy, especially older people. Right. A lot of them, they don't believe in it at all. I ain't going to nobody and let them tell me about myself. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you should, because a lot of times they're the toxic people in our lives that are putting or they're like, and nothing. I love God, love the Bible, but you can have a therapist and you can have God. Everything mm. is not so biblical where it's like. <laughs> Just go in the Bible, just go in the Bible, just because if if therapists or mental health coaches and counselors were needed, then God would have created them. But no, I love that because especially with, um, I was going to say about like, do you, I was going to ask, do y'all believe in like couples counseling before people get into a relationship? I do. Okay. I do. Why yeah. you, why you believe in it? Before you I get in a do. relationship or before you get before you like get in a relationship. Before you get in a relationship. Um, before you get in a relationship, yeah. Before you get in a relationship first. So mm. not before you get in a relationship, but before you get married. Married. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. Because the relationship mm. might not last. Right. Why am I going through all these counseling sessions with people that probably not going to I don't know when I get into their relationship how yeah. long it's gonna last or Mm. Am I in this for the long run? So no, but before marriage, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every every scenario is different. I think every relationship is different. So I think I I I feel like I do I do know of people who went to couple counseling before they even got engaged. I have heard of that before. Yeah. Um, and I have heard of people. You know, a lot of people don't go to premarital counseling um mm-hmm. i for once definitely didn't i didn't do couple counseling until after i got married and my you know like went through stuff and my marriage is like probably was it was at the time it wasn't horrible but we needed to work through some things right but i think if people look at counseling as a tool um for any and every relationship right 
So mm-hmm. like your relationship with your siblings, you can go to counseling. Your relationship with your parents, you can go to counseling. Your relationship with your spouse, your significant other, your relationship with your friends, anybody, any relationship that you have can utilize counseling because this person is trained mm-hmm. to navigate through some of your conflicts because there could be things that I'm feeling and I don't have the correct words to give like my portrayal of my emotions you know what i mean so yeah. i think counseling can be a tool for any and everyone if the two parties are willing participants then it could definitely help you know um but it just really depends on how open-minded the people are like i've seen people say like yeah i started going but then like drew on um housewives like her and her husband went to counseling but like the husband wasn't trying to take accountability so he just stopped going and then now you're just going a couple counseling by yourself so um yeah the thing about mental wellness is that it's a daily thing yes oh my everyone if everyone looked at it like that Mm -hmm. people a lot of times don't look at their mental well-being as being something that they should be concerned about until they had like i was thinking about this the other day how back in the day you're young but back in the day they used to just say nervous breakdown oh she had a nervous breakdown yeah she had a nervous breakdown what the freak i'm like i'm like so like now today i'm like a nervous breakdown so are you saying that she was just so nervous like yeah. she lost like no now they say more a psychotic break now they may say more so like a psychotic break or, you know, and it's like, I was like wondering back in the day, because I used to, I'm not saying I heard it often, but when it relayed to mental health and like somebody not having like schizophrenia, like it was such a huge contrast, right? Like right. somebody's diagnosed with schizophrenia or someone has a nervous breakdown. breakdown. Yeah. But it's, it's not, it's not that they were so nervous. It's, it's the yes. nervous system, the breakdown of the nervous system. That's what yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the way that they where it probably they they probably just had a moment where they did like did, like people could have just fell in a deep depression. You get what I'm saying? Like they didn't have a lot of the words for what actually was it wasn't specifically it wasn't specifically branded as certain diagnoses or certain right the illnesses or anything like that it really wasn't thought put a lot of thought into it because you have to remember at that time you know back you know a little further back mental health and mental wellness really wasn't a prominent type of topic especially for the african-american community so it's like all right well you have a nervous breakdown oh she need to go talk to god about that one because (laughs) but it was such but to me it was such a contradictory because there were more mental facilities back then, right? So the difference is that there were more mental facilities back then than there are today. Mm-hmm. But that was a place to just remove them from society, right? right. So it was like they just like when people would have children who were maybe um Down syndrome or whatever, they would just send them away. Like yeah, if you was on the spectrum, crazy. Like they in the house with them. You're like, well, I thought she had another kid. Like, like oh mm-hmm. no, he and these kids would actually live away. Um, so 
I think today more people are walking the earth in front of us and seeing us amongst amongst society who has mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And you don't know. Like right. I work with somebody who I know, like me and my coworker can see her ADHD, right? She's in her 60s. And we we see her ADHD, but she's in her 60s. They're not diagnosing people like 40 years ago, they was not diagnosing adults with ADHD 40 years ago. But we, and then my, like my coworker has ADHD. So she was diagnosed and she lives with it. So she sees all the symptoms and things that this person is doing as the same. But Mm -hmm. imagine living so long with the undiagnosed mental illness. You know what I mean? Because you. I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off, but not seen it it creates a certain type of I don't want to say so much resentment but a resentment but slash relief because now think about the older generation who now see everything that's so easily resourceful to people in the younger generation who have mental health illnesses or diagnoses and stuff like that and it's like dang you know I wish they had that when I was younger or when I was, you know, in the height of that, but now I'm more appreciative and it's more relief to see that the evolution of this is happening. And especially with relationships, I know, uh, I know it's a lot of stories, especially from hearing some of my friends' stories um, of their grandparents' uh, relationships and, you know, how the grandmother, grandfather stay together no matter what, but the right. grandfather was narcissistic or mm-hmm. uh, partner violence was prevalent within the within the household and stuff like that and it's like it's so many things to it's so many things to dissect and have to I don't want to say I don't want to say apologize for but at the same time we're moving in a direction like I said regret slash relief of just like dang I wish this wasn't you know a resentment um, I wish we had this, but now I'm more relieved that the future generations have it. And um, it, 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 it's, it's something to see, it's something to witness. But I do think that mental health, wellness, and maintaining a certain uh, standard of mental wellness within a relationship, whether it be a friendship, romantic, whatever, is important because, like I said, we impact each other daily without some people knowing, and then sometimes we do you know, impact each other every day. So Mm -hmm. you have to be mindful of like what you're saying and how you're presenting yourself. And if you are valuing your mental health within that space, because if not, it could go, like I gave the example of my friend, like I was a little hurt by it, but it's not so, it's not so impactful, but at the same time, it's like, I know what to look out for in a different type of people. If they do have this like bad trust, but prevalent trust issues and PTSD and everything like that. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to diagnose you, but I understand it. And it's like, dang, okay, am I going to, am I going to be receptive to this and be able to like move along with it? But then also like, am I going to be able to like accept you for who you are? And then like, not, I don't want to say not entertain it, but not dwell so deep into the relationship or the friendship or whatever. It's, 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 it's a, it's a tough decision, and I do believe that everybody should seek at least some type of mental counsel or some type of mm-hmm. mental, uh, uh, what is it? I want to say evaluation before, especially for romantic relationships too, because you never know when you do evolve with somebody, you are potentially like 
going to build a, a, a yeah. family, a future with them. So you have to also think about the genes. You know, if this person's grandmother had um, yeah. bipolar one or somebody else had a major depressive disorder, right. you know, how is that going to trailblaze, trailblaze into the next generations? And if so, do we have the coping skills and mechanisms to just alleviate that or know what to do? You know? Yeah. And it's not to say that they don't love or they don't deserve, or people with mental health diagnosis don't deserve that. Um, no, you just know how to navigate their relationship. Like, right. It's it's easier when people, and that's where self-awareness and getting the help for yourself, because you're able to go into a relationship like, hey, you know, I have this going on just to let you know from the gate, like, okay, you know. But this how many mine. people do that? They don't do. I've had two people um that women, I women, but men. Oh no, those two men that had disclosed to me at one point in time I was dating this woman and he had told me that his anxiety is through the roof. Like okay. he's doing medication, everything like that. Like he, okay. he's on Xanax and everything. And I was like, Oh, okay. Not okay. like but like I could right. see the actual like prescription and he was like, you know, still good friends with him, you know, romantically that had ceased. But um, it was it was relieving to see somebody be so confident and comfortable doing that, you know, because, you know, nowadays yeah. it's like well, if you find out it's it's like I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed of it because you have to also understand right. the embarrassment of and shame within that, because now you have to understand we're still breaking down stereotypes within mental health and wellness every day as we prolong towards right. Yeah. It's so much of a negative like connotation on people who have mental health diagnoses. And it's like, well, right. you know, I don't want to deal with that person. They are majorly depressed or they have anxiety or they have by their bipolar. And it's like, yes, that is present, but then also it depends on the person and how they navigate it. Because I've, I know people who have fulfilling relationships romantically with people who have diagnoses and who are either on medication or they're in therapy or they have yeah, drugs because they're doing the work. You have right. to do the work. You can't right. go into it because even, you know, I say to clients, okay, you're feeling better, but that doesn't mean you quit therapy. It has to be ongoing. Because that's what I used to do. Oh, I'm good. I, I'm a quick therapy. But those issues show right back up in different ways. Mm. But um, we also have to make sure that we're keeping our boundaries and allowing, you know, people in our lives that we feel like. Because we don't want to do more damage to them than they already have. So right. we got to be mindful of, OK, can I really support this person where they are? Or is it going to be too much for me, especially if you have your own stuff going on? That's why I do say disclose what you're going through. But one thing I wanted to touch on um, is about our family history. A lot of times if we discuss that stuff, because that's where a lot of our stuff comes from, that yeah. trauma growing up in a house with abusive grandparents and parents and, you know, different stuff like that, that depression that our grandmothers and our moms had. We don't talk about that stuff and then it's spilling over into our relationships. Yeah. So it's always important to disclose when you feel comfortable. It's not something that you have to come right into the relationship and be like, yeah, no, 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 no. This As is what I have. With right. the, or something at least of substance, like the past three, six months. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, right. Yeah. Gotta, yeah. Gotta bring it up. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I just, 
I mean, if the stigma of like mental, um, I'm not going to say illness, but like some mental conditions that you have, these are beyond your control. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's just like when people talk about other health conditions, like they don't get judged for it. So it's like they do, though. That's the thing. You never you. know when you're going to be judged. You just never mm. know. That's like if somebody told me they had a heart are. murmur, I wouldn't judge them like, OK, like if your grandmother had cancer, that's not on you. But like if but you're that's you, that's you, though, because you have more, you know, you're more like you're different everybody don't have that i i tell you all the time how i share choose to share my illness with people not even in romantic relationships but they would blame me like oh that's because i'm saying i'm saying with that or you i think with that illness yeah that's a misconception a lot of times that because there are people who are diabetic and it is because of their own actions but i mean like a condition that you you wouldn't be able to control at all like not your 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 not everybody's diabetes is what they can control. And mm. that's people but not being educated. Mental health, people think you can control that. And that's not true. So it's all about, that's why I said, you uh, have to have boundaries and you have to choose who you're going to disclose this information to. Yeah, that's true. Because even people who seem genuine, I got, I got somebody that I've been friends with for 20 plus years and they're still judgmental. So mm. it just depends on the person. Everybody's no, right. Not it depends on the person, but then also like how the individual feels about disclosing that. I mean, granted, yeah. the world's not going to be soft on us, you know, whether you have X, Y, and Z or whatever the case may be, the, people are going to judge you regardless. They may not do it outwardly, but then in their head or amongst their groups, people are going to judge you. I think it's all about living in your authentic truth and making sure that you are comfortable with knowing that this does not define you, you know, I I do understand that there may be a bit of a shame, shameful type of outlook on it, you know, or embarrassment about it. But for those and speaking for myself, not saying that I've been diagnosed, but I understand, you know, going out to therapy and stuff like that. There are certain things and certain triggers that I I do should like have and show within like connections or have shown in connections and relationships and friendships where I'm like, okay, well, I'm a little ashamed about it, but then I also had to one day realize like, this is who I am, but then also I'm willing to do the work to improve this. And I'm not going to be hundred percent perfect. I'm not going to be hundred percent controllable over my anxiety and, and depressive episodes, but then I'm going to give myself the, a chance to actually put in the work. So at least it's not as worse as it was beforehand when I wasn't trying to, um, do the work or even acknowledge it. You know what I'm saying? And I think for more society, like I said, as we evolve, I think people are starting to, some people, I'm yes. trying to say more, some people are now becoming more lenient on, well, if this person is doing the work, like they can't help this specific disorder. They can't. But if you are doing the work and you are showing that you are serious about yourself, I think that's the most beautiful thing. And you're also authentic about it. It shows that this connection or this friendship could possibly you know turn into something beautiful because like i said before people with mental health disorders or any type of conditions do deserve love they do deserve that type of fulfillment and long lasting type of connection relationship friendship with anybody it's just all about if the person is being able to do the work 
Now, if you have this specific condition and you know about it and you're just letting it by the wayside, you're not only harming yourself, but you're also harming those that are That's within the with you. That's true. And I and always say the people who are for you are going to love you no matter yes. what you got going on. It could be a physical disability that's visible. If those okay. are your people, they're going to accept you and love you or you no matter what. But then mm -hmm. you have to see people who don't accept you. They're not your people. That's right. It. Right. And say so. eat the meat, spit out the bones. Yep, definitely. <laughs> so nice. we're going to um get into our game that we okay. when we have guests on. I don't even know because this girl's so young. <laughs> <laughs> Experiences are they vary. So <laughs> no, just because uh, you know the category. Sometimes I I try to cater it around the person, but. Okay. So I'm hoping you know these shows. Do you watch do you watch old shows? Yeah. How yeah. Yeah. I watch like Sanford and Sun, Good Times. Okay, Amen. okay, okay. Like, All right, you good, you good. Okay. You good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you didn't I'm never know. Some, some people, okay, yeah, you are a little old school. Okay. <laughs> some people they not. Okay. Um, so the the category is TV shows. So, okay. you know, Spitfire game, um, you select one of the two, the first one that you would prefer, but you don't have time to think about it. Okay. Okay. Put on my thing. Let me know you ready. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> the Jamie Foxx show or Martin? Jamie Foxx show. <laughs> Good times or the Jefferson? <laughs> Come Je on. The Jefferson, the Jefferson, the Jefferson. Living single or girlfriend? Oh, my God. Uh, living single. Family Matters or The Cosby Show? Family Matters. What? That's because you got to think about her age. What's happening or Sanford and Son? Sanford and Son. Power or Empire? Power. Insecure or Atlanta? It's, oh my God. No way. That's crazy. Uh, uh, Insecure. I hate to say that. <laughs> P-Valley oh. or Pose? P-Valley. The Shy or Snowfall? Snowfall. Blackish or Grownish? Blackish, Blackish. <laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm, okay. I'm glad I added uh more new because I we be we be listen, we be stuck in the 90s, okay? Well, I don't mind it. We, we millennials, we be stuck in the 90s, so I'm I glad I added it. some new stuff to it. <laughs> I That's why she picked the Jamie Foxx show over Martin. I'm like, what? No, Martin, <laughs> I used to watch Martin a lot though, and I I like Martin. Don't get me wrong, I, icon in the black community and comedy entertainment, but the show really wasn't something to. It really didn't hit me that much. Like if you would have said the Wayne's brothers, yeah, if you would have said the Wayne's wait, if you would have said the Wayne's brothers and then Jamie Foxx, then I would have had like a little tight of a. Of a choice. No, I love no. the Jamie Foxx show. Oh my God. Oh my oh, God. The Jamie Foxx show was good. Yeah, but it's like for, Martin is for my us, favorite TV Martin. show. Like yes, Martin is my favorite TV we show. We still watch but... Martin and be cracking up. So yeah. See, it's, it's <laughs> but, again, a lot of stuff is nostalgia. I mean, you weren't even alive when Martin was out. I was, I was one in 97. That was a baby. Martin over. Definitely. 97. Yeah. You ain't watching nothing coming out your mom cool to cat. <laughs> 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 I 
I definitely well, we, don't. It's, so it's different with us because, like, you when you whenever you've watched Martin, it either probably was like on a syndicated situation where it was a repeat, or if um you saw it on demand somewhere or whatever. Like for us, it was like we had to watch it when it aired, like that like specific day and that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You asking oh, about yeah. insecure and Atlanta got me because those are my mm. two favorite. Oh yeah. He's oh, so yeah. great. Is my, oh, my God. I love Issa. If Issa's watching this, Issa. <laughs> we used to do insecure, we did insecure recaps for the last season. We did insecure recaps. Really? Let we me know. Back I, need to that. I love it. I love yeah, insecure. Go back. I think that's like season four. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, yeah, go back and listen to that. We did insecure recaps for the last season of insecure. Oh, okay, okay. Of the last season. Okay. And Atlanta yeah. is profound as well. Like, Donald Glover did his Thing. Yeah, he did sure. his thing so well. I do. I wish it did not. And I wish both of them didn't end because those are my two books. But um, Donald Glover definitely did his thing. But Issa, oh my God. Oh my God. A role model, a mogul, an icon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you for coming on. So give okay. everybody your social media and contact information on where they can find you at. Okay, so um, this was amazing, y'all. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh my, thank y'all so much. This is really dope. Um, so my Instagram handle, I have my personal account, which is three underscores in the front, Vina, just three underscores, V-E-N-A. Um, of course, the Confession Corner podcast, spelled as it is, the Confession Corner. The Confession and Corner are spoke with K's. So it's going to be T-H-E-K-O-N-F-E-S-S-I-O-N. K O R N E R. That's her podcast page. That's my podcast page. <laughs> I had to make sure I got it. That's my podcast page. Um, you also can find the Confession Corner on uh, YouTube as well, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor by Spotify. And also be on the lookout for um, theconfessioncorner.com. We having a website very, very soon coming. I want to say probably in December in another month or so. Oh, okay. So everybody could be on the lookout for that. Um, and yeah, that's that. <laughs> okay. like i said we appreciate you for coming through y'all make sure y'all go check out and follow the confession corner some very and dope subscribe on YouTube. Yes. yes very dope episodes very dope guests you will definitely walk away learning something and have a different perspective so we definitely appreciate you for coming on i appreciate y'all so much yes thank you, so thank you. oh that's so, great <laughs> We appreciate y'all for listening. Y'all know that y'all can find us every Wednesday on 216 The Blend. And if you ever need us, tap the link in our bio on our Instagram page, the underscore join underscore pod. And that's what we'll be. So we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Peace. <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't leave yet. Thanks for listening to my mom and auntie. Make sure you guys follow them on Instagram at the underscore John underscore podcast. On Twitter at W underscore the J. On TikTok at the John A podcast. And visit our website www.johnpod.net. Don't forget to ask the door. Send in your listening letters to the joy pod at gmail.com. Period. This is the joy of podcast. I love y'all.